0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are the twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the imaginary radio show, Too Beautiful to Live. My name is Mike Frizzell, and on Mondays, we give you a recap of the previous week's shows. But this is our Saturday show, where we have on a guest to talk about their experiences with the show, also play and discuss one of their favorite segments in TVTL history. I can't do it all by myself, so producer-engineer Jeremy is shirtless at the controls in the FanDuel (laughs) Studios in Everett. And as always, I'm joined on the air by the most perfect ten I know, Christy Wise. Hello, C Wise. Hello. We have a guest tonight. uh, Julie Hazi is her name. Hello, Julie. Hello. She has chosen a um, a really great clip. I was (laughs) listening to it today. Uh, It is an interview with the bad boy of quilting, Mark Lipinski, Uh, and it it's part of a mystery solver segment. So um, after we get to know Julie a little bit, uh, we will. we will set up that clip and talk about it. Uh, going to do a little, uh, switcheroo on the run sheet tonight. We're going to do some housekeeping right up front. Um, then we, uh, will be talking to Julie. We'll play the clip that, uh, she submitted and tell people how to get involved. But, uh, toward the end, uh, we are actually going to push our must discuss items. It's been a hot week on TVTL this <laughs> week. Um, and since I'm not going to be able to, to get in on the recap this week, I wanted to discuss it, especially with someone who has a little bit of a um, religious background and stake in, uh, in what was going on. So um, all that being said, uh, our housekeeping that we're going to do up front here is all about merchandise. Christy, have you made your list of people? Who, who were complaining about not having stickers and haven't ordered the stickers yet. When do we open up the guns?
1: Oh, Mike, you know, I'm usually in on that of being on the shame list. And I didn't even right. think of that because I reached out to about 15 people to kind of do some market research before we decided to do this. And I would say only two of those people have bought stickers.
0: Hmm. Are we ready to call them out, or should we give? Them, we should give them another week, right? Let's give
1: them another week, but I'm going to say Dana Steele gets a gold star.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say she hadn't ordered. No, but she, she has. has.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. gold star. Good.
0: She was she the first uh, non-test?
1: She was the first non-test. She was. Yes.
0: Okay, because you like you went in and bought some right. just I to just- make sure the link worked.
1: Right. Okay. Well, that's great. So, um,
0: so I know we're, I know they're selling it a decent clip, but we, we really need everyone who has expressed an interest to go in there. And also uh, let's face it. I did all the work on the stickers. um, (laughs) I did all the marketing. I set up everything and you know uh, my wife has a brain tumor. So, I mean, come on, kick us a few bucks. (laughs) Come on, come on guys.
1: A funny insider story is if you see the picture of the 10 sticker stuck to the window that was our window in our hotel and originally jeremy took the picture and he went to post it and he realized you could see him in his underwear in the reflection of the photo oh, so gosh. i think maybe we would have sold more and or less if we would have put that original uh, picture on.
0: yeah definitely a different kind of person ordering um quick <laughs> aside Just because you brought that up there, there, we had, we were interviewing real estate agents, um, last weekend and one of the real estate agents came in, brought up a story about something that happened here in Austin. It seemed like, I think it was about six, seven, eight months ago. And there was, uh, someone who was taking pictures in their, in their condominium. Um, and they were, it was a for sale by owner site Mm -hmm. and the, it was a, it was a fella and he could be seen naked in the reflection, uh, in his real estate photo and this real estate agent knew the people i knew the people and wow i i can't bring myself to to talk to those people about it uh but i really want to i really want to ask ask what he was thinking and then uh why don't you look at your pictures before you put them
1: up uh mike can you get me a, a picture can you give me copies of those
0: I will try to find it. Yeah, it's not too old a story. I should be able to find it. But anyway, without further ado, I'm going to hand over uh, Julie Hazy to you, Christy. Uh, Julie, say hello to the nice lady. Nice lady, say hello to Julie and and, uh, put her through her paces.
1: Hi, Christy. Hi. Um, Real quick, Julie, you used to be a Sten, an original Sten, right? Yes. What was your name? Um, I was Books Bunny. Books Bunny. That's right. Are you also yes. a, a book monkey?
2: Um, I am. Yeah. I'm a librarian. And then my last name actually means rabbit in German. And so they put them, they put them together and that's how I came up with the name.
1: <laughs> it was perfect. There were, so, um, one of my best friends is actually a librarian too at the Seattle Public Library. And there was an abnormal amount of librarians in the stents page. Is this my tax money hard at work?
2: <laughs> Apparently, well, I I catalog all day. You know, I'm not actually like working the public service desk or anything like that, and so it helps me tune out my coworkers to listen to the stens and <laughs> um <laughs> and to and to TVTL. So,
0: <laughs> Julie, so, were you an active? Uh, were you really active like during the live broadcast? Like, were you chipping in the conversation and all that? I was, she was
2: definitely, I yeah.
1: No, was,
0: I, I wasn't in there enough. I I wished I was in there more.
1: Yeah, I miss it. <laughs> her and John Takamoto, and then sometimes my um, librarian friend Mahina would be in there, and I would That's say right. that there it's abnormal representation. A number, I mean, because there would be about twenty people in there, and three were librarians. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: Those were the days.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. We didn't think it would go away. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So, um, on to the interview. What was the f- wait? How did you find out about TBTL?
2: Um, I think I heard Luke um on wait wait don't tell me and um. I heard, you know, and I heard them saying his name, and was, and it sounded like they were booing. I was like, "Why are they booing this poor guy?" And then they, and then I finally <laughs> figured it out, and thought he was kind of funny. And so I thought, "Oh well, I'll just try to listen and see what I see what I think." So, and then I got hooked and never left again. <laughs>
0: were you a were you a podcast listener before that?
1: Uh, yes, yes, I was.
0: Okay, so it was just grabbing another podcast and giving
1: it a try. Yes. And so what was the first episode, if you remember?
2: The first one I remember, um, I think it was somewhere around the time right after they started as a podcast only. um, And Jen was off on her road trip somewhere. um, And Luke was, I think Luke was actually doing the show by himself or maybe Sean was in there too. And I can't remember exactly exactly what the episode was, but it was around that time. I know for sure. And I, I, um, so I, I but I can't remember exactly which one it was.
0: <laughs> Is it appointment listening to you? Do you listen every day or do you binge listen?
2: No, I, I listen every day. Like it's one, yeah, it's one of, it's pretty much the only podcast that I listen to every single day. And I'm, I'm usually a day behind, but, um, it, because I, do listen, I just listen at work, and mm-hmm. so it doesn't come mm-hmm. until usually after I'm off of work. So, so yeah, but I, <laughs>
1: it's pretty fun. <laughs> so that's actually unusual because a lot of people call the Luke alone at his house when it was just a podcast kind of the dark days, uh-huh. and it's unusual that that's what hooked you. But what episode, if you can remember, or pinpoint a time or a segment that turned you into a 10 from just a casual listener to a 10?
2: Um, I think it was actually um. First, I, I'm pretty sure it was the Hunger Games episode um, when we when they did the Hunger Games mm-hmm. book discussion and vacuum cleaner guy showed up. <laughs> of all the things
1: so the vacuum cleaner <laughs> guys, why you keep coming back? <laughs> no, but just the fact that everybody's reaction and how chill they were about it. <laughs> well, I have a question. Did you actually see the vacuum cleaner guy? Um, the very tail end of it.
2: Like, very did quick. anyone it was, get
0: a screen grab of it?
2: No, I don't know. That would be really funny if they did.
0: <laughs> because, because, yeah, I don't need that out there. Let's just say that. I no. don't really need
3: that picture out there.
2: <laughs> no, nobody does. I mean, it was, like I said, it was probably a second and then it was off. And then everybody was like talking about it the whole rest of the, episode, like chatting
1: yeah. about it the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah, because I, I uh. I don't know any, most of the people that I know were there and everyone else just talks about it because Luke just announced during it. Uh, I mean, right before it started, he's like, Oh, there was someone naked on, on the sticky. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: more than the usual yeah. amount of people were
2: naked,
1: but I'm glad that it's not just an urban legend that someone actually saw it. Yeah. Okay, good.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, that was the, I mean, it was so funny because I actually like had my cleaning lady over and it was the first like time that I ended up with, um like, so she's over at my house and I'm sitting in my room, like she's cleaning my house and I'm sitting in my room chatting and like laughing at my computer. And I'm sure, and it was the first time she'd ever been over and I'm totally sure that she thought I was completely bananas crazy. <laughs> well,
1: did she come back? She did, okay,
2: yeah, yeah, she lasted for another four years after that, so yeah, I didn't care away with me talking to myself and talking to the computer and laughing out loud, but it's like you know that's i I learned the ten experience early,
0: <laughs> Julie, do you think you like that that episode, and that was one stuck with you because you're a hunger games fan or because the that particular broadcast was was just more entertaining than the usual. Yeah.
2: Well, I th- you know what I think it was? I think it was the first time that it had ever got into the chat room and, like, actually chatted and done the Stens, mm-hmm. you know, the, the stickam thing. And so it was the first time that I'd ever connected with the Tens other than, right. you know, like, and not just with Luke or whatever. And so I, at that point, I was totally hooked. Like <laughs> You found your people. I did, exactly. That was exactly it.
1: <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Um, and have you ever been on the show or um had something read that you wrote in, or anything like that yes,
2: um the first letter that um I remember I wrote a a letter in about um there was a few times, but the first one was when I wrote a letter about the eat, pray, love. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was talking about my annoying coworker who just loved it. And I was like, I hate this. And she was so hippy dippy and crazy. And I just remember like her (laughs) and Luke read my letter on the air. It was like, yeah. (laughs) So that was pretty exciting. And then the latest one was the story about the um, dog that pooped at my church. (laughs) So, which was another one that I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> like,
1: refresh my memory on that one.
2: Um. So this lady had a supposedly, um, it wasn't a scene, like a, a service dog. And the dog, like, stood, like, was up and down and not really a service dog. And it ended up, like, walking to the end of the aisle of the of the church and just pooping in the middle Um, of the, right in the middle of the floor, right in the middle of the sermon in the center aisle.
0: (laughs) That sounds like a dog that Luke could really, could really get along with you know, because he's, he's virtually done the same thing this week.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Kind of. But, But yeah, but, um, but, yeah, it was really funny. It was when they were talking about the service animals and, like, they had, like, the service kangaroo that somebody was yeah. like, had and whatever. And, and, um, and so then I wrote in about the service animal that wasn't really a service animal.
1: <laughs> I'd like to know the percentage. I, I bet that it's about equal to people that say they're gluten intolerant and aren't about yeah. the same percentage of yeah. people that need service animals. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, uh, Christy, is... I'm all for more dogs everywhere, but I'm all for less of the, the fake uh, gluten allergy people. So um, I say I say yes to the dog. I'll even clean up the dog's poop if if necessary. But yeah, dogs in churches, dogs in grocery stores, I'm down with it. I like it. Well, I like how about
1: dogs that
0: I'm even down with this dog that's sitting outside my bedroom right now that wants to eat the bunny. I'm even down with him.
1: What? Well, anything that eats that bunny, you know I'm down with. Um, oh,
0: what's
1: wrong with the bunny? Well, the bunny has you someone to... whose
0: name means bunny. Yeah.
1: The bunny has actively tried to sabotage the podcast multiple times. Oh, that's
2: true. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that's because he hates Jeremy. Most right. animals do. You right. can tell a lot about a person by, yeah. by what animals think of them. And, and yeah, that's what Emily Jeremy. said, right?
1: You can tell a person by yeah. how they treat animals. Was that the bunny that mm-hmm. ate through the wall or something, too? And the wire. It took <laughs> Mike out because it ate yeah.
0: Yeah. I hurt my shoulder and my hip because I didn't want to step on it.
1: Oh no! Yeah, very funny. Um. Okay. Okay. So, Julie, why does TVTl matter to you? Um.
2: You know, I think it's because, like you said, like I think it's that I kind of feel like I found my people. Like it's just I'm kind of shy in real life and kind of introverted and um it's like a place where i can you know and i have i mean i do have a lot of friends but it's but i i am more like andrew where i even though i have friends i would much rather stay in my house and (laughs) you know and so it's like a way of connecting um with other people um you know that's a little bit easier for an introvert to do
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's true (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, and describing to people that don't understand, especially because we just came from the Chicago meetup where uh-huh. we've known these people for years but never met them in real life, and trying to explain that to someone, right? Like your new work? <laughs> oh, I'm going to meet some friends. I never met them, but you know, <laughs> I'm all about. Well, I told them.
2: my. Yeah, I told my friends at work today that I was going to be on. I was like, I'm going to be on a podcast. And then they're like, oh, what is it? And I was like, well, it's a podcast about another podcast. And I was like, you probably, if you don't listen to the first one, you probably wouldn't understand this one that I'm on. We're going
1: to talk about a really old episode and why we love it so much. Yeah, exactly. I, I think
0: there's such a huge gap uh, between the excitement that people feel when we ask them to come on the show and the excitement they're able to convey or get from anyone else in their lives. It's a, it's quite a chasm Because <laughs> <laughs> because if you're listening to the show and you filled out the thing and you're usually excited and you want to get on the show, but there's just no way to explain it and there's no way to let anyone else who has no idea what's going on here they just will not get it. And I don't expect them to, but but it might be the widest excitement gap ever created.
2: <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's
1: very true. It's probably very true. true. Well, and I do have something to say about that. Julie filled out the form and yes, there is a form and she actually filled it out. I got a lot of questions this week or last week, I guess of people do, do you really pick up the form? And I actually pulled up the submissions and showed somebody Yes, these are the people Mm -hmm. that have submitted. And yes, we pull them for that. And they asked me how and sometimes we'll just scroll through and pick someone like this is a really good clip and Mike wanted to talk about it. So there's that or it might be something that's current on TVTL that the episode that someone has submitted. It's similar. So we want to Pull that or it's the same time of year or something like that so yeah definitely yeah. fill it out i know this isn't the time of show in the no, show that we do no but- no, no
0: i, I want to address that too um i was talking with bobby earlier this week and it you know he only had one night where he could do it and he's clearly very busy this week mm-hmm. and he had you know he's at a hockey game tonight i want bobby to have a life i i tom thored him into this whole thing <laughs> and and uh, i've created a lot of work for him so i said I said, Bobby, take the week off. I'll, I'll figure one out. So I had Christy send me the submissions. I have her, you know, every once in a while when I'm, when I'm going to be choosing, I have her send me a fresh list, including all the latest ones. Mm -hmm. And then I completely go down the list. I I go down every one of them and there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that factors in. um, But we, we do look at all the submissions and just because your submission hasn't been chosen doesn't mean that, that it won't be chosen in the future or uh, it's a bad submission. Uh, I was just noticing this last time how many of the, the segments we've actually already done. Um, you know, there, right. there are a lot of people who, who have submitted th- show um, for clips that we've already done. And if that's the case and you still want to be on, uh, resubmit with a different clip. Right. And, you know, we'll get you back in the running for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: There's definitely a lot of them yeah. <laughs> to choose from. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so this clip. Uh Julie, I can't remember, did you choose did you give me multiple clips in your submission or was it just this? One?
2: No, it was I think it was just this one.
0: Okay. Um it comes out of a mystery solvers, which is the mystery of the Bobcat lady, and that was an uh Asian American woman who had been spotted in Olympia with a bobcat <laughs> and <laughs> um and, and I think TBTL has a long history of fascination with look at me people. And right. if you have a bobcat, you know, I don't care. You're a look at me person. Right. And that's, that's good. Uh, but we want to talk to you too. And after the clip, um, I'm going to put something out, um, to the LRB listeners, but, uh, just to set up this clip, Sean and Lindy West are at, uh, at Burbank Studios in uh, Mount Baker and, and Lindy is delightful, as usual. And Sean seems to be in, in great spirits. And they are trying to track down this Bobcat lady. And someone had submitted um, to Luke or sent Luke a link to a blog where there was a picture of the Bobcat lady. So I won't spoil any more of it. So, um, Bobby, go ahead and
3: play that clip. Um, by the way, uh, we've got a big update. Well,
2: the
4: double We're the pound gang if
3: you got the crime we got the time We're the Bloodhound gang uh tbtl has uh, uh we've we've re we've we've doffed does doff mean to put on or to take off if you doff your hat
1: i think you take it off okay and dawn. put it back on cuz donning yeah, don as you put it. and so you doff it like you take it off and out of respect.
3: We've donned, we've redonned our mystery solving hats on this show. Mm -hmm. As you know, when we were a real radio show, we used to do this thing a lot called TBTL as mystery solvers. Um, uh, and this week I got a couple of emails from listeners who had seen a woman walking a Bobcat around a lake in Olympia. And, uh, she was described as having two Pomeranians that were off leash and running around. And then one Bobcat that was on about a 15 foot rope. (laughs) And uh, this was sort of terrifying to uh, the people that saw it. And so I was wondering, uh, you know, might we be able to track this lady down, um, uh, you know, and then ask her, like, number one, is that legal? Uh, Number two, where did you get the bobcat from? And number three, does he hate Mondays and like lasagna? (laughs) Not unlike Garfield. Um, So this whole week, we've been getting lots of emails from people who. Have also spotted someone saw the bobcat at Costco in a, in the Lacey area. Somebody saw the uh, bobcat at um, the courthouse, the Olympia courthouse, <laughs> where police officer men were petting it, which makes you think what? It's either legal or this was a very risky gambit by the bobcat owner, which is essentially hiding in broad daylight, <laughs> taking the bobcat <laughs> into the courthouse. Yeah. So uh, one of the uh, things that sort of turned up in this in this whole investigation was that there is a photo of the bobcat um, on a blog, a blog maintained by a uh, by a guy named Mark Lipinski. Now Mark Lipinski is uh, he's really the, kind of the bad boy of quilting. In fact, that's what the international press has has titled him he's the bad boy of quilting how do do you become a bad boy of quilting that's a great question sean that's a great question Uh, we're gonna get to that in a minute because we've actually got mark lipinski on the line what uh mark lipinski while he was visiting olympia for a quilting seminar took a picture of this bobcat (laughs) and we have tracked mark lipinski down and, uh, well, Mark Lipinski, welcome to uh, TBTL. I'm, I'm thrilled that you asked me, and
4: it's quite a surprise, I have to say. Probably as much as a surprise as when I saw that damn bobcat jump over the fence.
3: <laughs> yeah, so uh, you are one of the only people who um, has a sort of photo photo evidence of this bobcat that we've been trying to figure out the story on in Olympia. What were you doing at the time when you took that picture? How did the bobcat come into your frame of view?
4: Well, you know, I was hired by the Washington Squares Quilt Guild, which is, by the way, an enormous and a really very talented group of uh, men and women in in Olympia to come and celebrate, be their keynote speaker, and to celebrate it by teaching and lecturing there for their 10th anniversary. When I had a couple of minutes of of free time between my, it was actually between a class and a lecture that was taking place at a community college there, I took my camera and went behind uh, the, the Phoenix Inn where I was staying and where the classes were held to go to that pier, and I think it's Called the Cursible Pier, is that right?
3: Maybe, maybe.
4: And we're walking around taking pictures, and um, <laughs> we're taking pictures of everything: the boats, the, the Capitol building, the water, the sunset. I mean, it's a beautiful area. And we start seeing this guy who's kind of dressed like a typical Olympian, you know, 30-something, you know, the black, 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 the scarf, you know, whatever, the glasses, right. <laughs> whatever. And um, and he's talking to himself. We see him talking to himself. Now, we're quite a way away from him. He's down near the motherhood statue, which is behind the Phoenix Inn. So as we make uh, approach the, the motherhood statue to take more pictures, we see him. Him talking into the pier, talking to himself, looking down at the ground. Which, frankly, you know, listen, I live in New York. I lived in San Francisco. That's not such an unusual sight. Right. Yes. But he's talking, and we hear this lady also talking, saying, Pandora, Karma, come back. Karma, Pandora, come back! And like we we were, we were just keeping our healthy distance because we thought he was crazy. We didn't know where the sound of the woman was. Yeah. We go to the motherhood statue. We're taking pictures, and we uh, we are getting much closer to this man who's looking at us. We're looking at him. I see him talking into the the floor again, into the into the pier again. But yeah. this time he's saying, "Follow my voice. Follow my voice. Can you follow my voice?" And he's walking along the pier, talking to the the boards on the pier. Yeah. And we keep hearing a sound underneath. It's a low tide. All the barnacles and everything are showing, as you can see on my, on my blog. And you hear this thing of Pandora karma, come back. Okay, okay, I'm following. I hear you. Uh, I'm coming. There's rocks, that, that kind of thing. And he's going follow my voice, follow my voice. Finally, he gets to the end of the pier where there's a railing. And, um, and we get over there as well because we realize there's somebody stuck underneath the pier. And you hear the lady say, "My cat jumped over the pier. I had to get my cat. Can you help us get? Can you help me get my dogs up and over?" So now these two little Pomeranian-y dogs, these little black and white and brown dogs, come running out. They're running in circles. They're all over the rocks under the pier. And the lady's just looking up at us and she's, "I'll help. Can you lift up?" I uh, will lift up my dogs, can you bring them over? So that's what we did. Now we the three of us, we have no idea were these dogs vicious, did they would they bite, would they do whatever. I mean, granted they're loyal, but you don't want to be bitten by a dog. We lean over at our waist, we each of us take a dog, and then now we're holding these damn dogs on the pier. Yeah. <laughs> looking down at a lady who's holding a leash, saying our cat's on a leash. Now we're thinking, Now what do you do? The good Samaritans just left the two dogs down who have no collars, no leashes, and the dogs are running all over the place. Call the Pandora. Karma and Pandora, so, jelly. so we can establish, we
3: we've established that the dogs are named Karma and Pandora, right?
4: That's what they are. That's okay. exactly right. That's Which, useful. of course, is so Olympia.
3: Right. So. And, uh, that's very useful, though, for us because we're, you know, we're trying to solve this mystery and we'd gotten an email from somebody who, who said this lady was flanked by two Pomeranians that were off-leash. And so we now know that those Pomeranians are named Karma and Pandora. So, see, we're, we're, we're getting
4: some clues here. And... So I concur. I mean, so your clues are are matching with mine. Perfect. So next, we see this leash, she's holding a leash, she has the cat, and she goes, now will you help get my cat up? She pulls on the leash, we bend over at the rail at our waist to reach down, because she's really, really far down. I mean, she's on her tiptoes, you know, handing up Carmen and Pandora. She's a little Asian, uh, pretty, you know, young, 30-something, maybe early 40s, late 30-something very pretty very appropriately dressed you know not she didn't seem crazy right? She, but she's way down there and so she goes well you pick up our, my cat so we reach over to get the cat and she pulls the cat out by the leash all of a sudden the cat jumps out onto the rock and I said it's one of those cats that looks like a leopard I've seen them on you know Cat 101 on TLC or in the newspapers or the books I said but I've never seen one in person I said it's beautiful and she said that's not one of those cats this is a bobcat Oh my God. would you help me get it up and she picks up the cat and starts hoisting it up to us well the three of us look at each other and are like lady are you out of your mind you're on your own none of us are gonna be catching this giant bobcat <laughs> so As how it did it turns out how did bobcat the bobcat
3: get up there that if none of you wanted, I, I wouldn't have grabbed it either for the record but they how? were
4: scared to death are you kidding the dog, the dogs are running all over the place it's, it's bedlam there um, the cat springs from her ha- arm and literally leaps from way down there up to the top of the wooden uh, railing and it sits there for a couple of seconds now I had been taking pictures with my iPhone for my friends and fans on Facebook don't forget that's what I was down there for in the first place so I turned the camera to get a picture of the cat but it wouldn't stay still I couldn't get a face and I just knew people wouldn't Believe this. The cat jumps down from the pier. Now here's what happens. She's on this like 8 or 10 foot uh, leash. The cat is now on the pier with Carmen and Pandora. And I'm trying to get a picture of the cat and she's saying, help me up. So the other guy, whom we don't know, reaches down at the waist and pulls her by her wrists and hands up the, the, the railing, which is quite a long way. And she says, thank you. I snapped a picture of the cat. Come on, Karma! Come on, Pandora! And off she off she walks. So the guy says to us, he says, "I said, holy hell! Is she never mind? That's a that's a wild animal." He goes, "Yeah, there's a lot of freaky people in Olympia. One time I went to this guy's house here, and he had a full mountain lion in a cage in his house." <laughs> So this, like, are you kidding this, me? this is
3: how apparently this is how they roll down in Olympia with the giant wild cats. Apparently, that's exactly how they roll. We're talking to Mark Lipinski. Uh, he is a quilter and a blogger. And uh, what's the best place for people, by the way, Mark, to uh, keep track of what you're up to? Is it marklipinski.com?
4: Yeah, marklipinski.com, and if you go to marklipinski.com and go to the blog and kind of roll down a couple of days or entries, you'll actually see some of the pictures of Olympia that I was taking that day.
3: Well, this is the thing, Mark, is that uh, I, I have to say I'm not myself a quilter um, or someone who knows a ton about the world of quilting, but when we were talking about this Bobcat thing, I started getting all of these emails from listeners saying, uh, this guy, Mark Lipinski, took a picture of this Bobcat, and there was all these links to your blog, and I started reading your blog. Blog, and then I started seeing that. Uh, so, in one part of your blog, uh, the foreign press described you as the bad boy of quilting, and I just kind of—I wouldn't have even known there was a bad boy of quilting. How did you get that title?
4: <laughs> well, I didn't create it myself. Here's the thing people think that quilters are old bags who do nothing but sit in church basements and, um, you know, who are like grandmotherly good girls who sit there and sew. And, and frankly, that's just not the case. Um, quilting is a billion dollar a year industry, and everybody from super to nuts, young to old, are involved in it. Now, I had a magazine that I started several years ago um, called Michael Pinsky's Quilter's Home, which was a really big bestseller, but at one point I had put uh, I did an article called controversial quilts we show you the shocking patchwork and I put all different kinds of patchwork um, uh, quilts in the magazine that had been banned for one reason or another from a quilt shelf
3: were they, and, were they um, because they were they had they depicted people having sex or because they had well,
4: no nobody having sex of oh. course not but there were there was a Viagra quilt that was uh, an ode to the Viagra Pill. There was a southern, it was called Southern Heritage, Southern Shame, which was a union jack, I guess, or or, or the stars and bars with hanging black men in front of it. There was um, a quilt of of, uh, a baby coming out of a little split in the fabric that was supposed (laughs) to represent, you know, yeah, the vagina. Yeah. Well, (laughs) <laughs> it looked like a piece. Of, it looked like a hole in a fabric, um, and there, there were those kinds of quilts. There was a lesbian uh, quilt that had lesbian words on it, slang on it like you know dyke, fag, queer, that kind of thing. And, yeah. and so that band. Um, the truth of the matter, then, this is what happened. I they, all of these quilts had been toured, had been toured all over the country, some all over the world, and were and people had seen them for years and years. But I decided to put them all together into this article. So of course, when I. I looked at this, when I got my my sample copy, I looked at it and I thought, oh, shoot. When I look at it, I thought, these aren't so shocking. You oh, know, right, they're right. really not very shocking at all. So, what's going to happen is, on the coverage of the shocking quilts, we show you the controversial patchwork, somebody's going to look at it and go, well, these aren't shocking, I'm not going to buy the magazine. Right. And then you're going to have some goody two-shoes who are going to look at it and say, oh my God. You know, they'll look at it, but they won't buy it because they'll say, well, I'll never have those quilts in my my house, right. So I called my publisher and I said, "Listen, here's how we're going to sell this magazine. Let's wrap it in plastic. Then everybody's going to have to buy it." Why don't we wrap it was like a, in like, plastic- buying,
3: like buying a porno at the airport.
4: It's exactly like that, except I was actually doing it because I knew that the images were so tame that nobody would really, you know, I would lose my my street cred. Right. So um, the next thing I know, I get uh, this frantic phone call from uh, my publisher saying that one of these uh, fabric stores banned the issue. Wow. Because they thought that it was going to be offensive to some of their readership. And... That listen, I, I got to tell you something. I you know look, you're a radio program. You're a young hip radio program. I get it, and so you will. And, and I'm sure your listeners will uh, agree with this. Um, I, I what happened was there was such a backlash, such a firestorm of, of criticism that that a that a store would actually ban a magazine due to art that wasn't even so racy. There was like no. You know, naked pictures. There were no breasts. There were no anything. Yeah. That it really caused quite a bit of stir. It made the AP wires. I was uh, I was watching Chelsea Lately one night, and my picture comes up <laughs> on Chelsea Lately. <laughs> oh man. Um, we were driving um, through Princeton, New Jersey, and um, I hear wait. We were listening to wait, wait, don't tell me on NPR. The magazine was an answer to one of their questions.
3: Oh my gosh!
4: Um, it, again, it hit the AP wire. I was getting letters from people saying, "What's not to?" You know, when I want to buy rubber chickens, I'll go there. When I want, it, when I want morals, I'll make my own decision. Um, so this must was, have been
3: it, really. This must have been a kind of, a, a, ultimately, a really a kind of a boon for you, Mark. You know? No,
4: you can't buy that kind of publicity. And, you know, here's the other thing that I learned. Despite all of our differences, and you know, our country, not to get on the plane, Political bent. It's, it's becoming pretty polarized. I mean, you're either right or you're wrong. There's no discussion. But what I did learn from that is whether you were Christian or non-Christian, whether you were whether you were a, a Republican or a Democrat, whether you were liberal or or conservative, whether you were gay or you're straight, whether you were a man or a woman. The bottom line was that nobody wanted a corporation to tell them what they can and cannot read. Hmm. And that is what I learned. That gave me a renewed faith in our constitution and in you know sometimes we listen to the news it sounds so di- dire and and you know the state of our democracy I think it's alive and well and that was a real eye opener for me because I'm one of the ones like ah oh, this sucks that sucks they're not doing this this isn't right can you believe the tea baggers and yet when push came to shove we all agree on on the freedom of the press and that was really enlightening
3: well who knew it would take a quilting magazine to make that point. It would be, it's an unlikely place, but um, it's, that's, uh, I'm glad to hear that that's how it sort of ended up playing out. Um, well, Mark Lipinski, uh, again, marklipinski.com, and uh, you're, we were talking off the air that you're working on all kinds of new projects, and maybe a podcast in the future, and things like that. Let us know uh, what we can do to tell people about uh, your various projects. We owe you. For, just for, checking the
4: blog. It's all there, baby. Thank you so much for your time, and um, good luck. Let me know when you find out about who that lady is.
3: Okay, thanks, Mark. Bye-bye.
4: Bye-bye. All
3: right, so. I think it was a cutie. <laughs> Mark Lipinski. First of all, I am officially going to start uh, reading his quilting blog and quilting magazine. Did you even, uh, Sean DeTore, Lindy West, did you even know that the world of quilting could be that fabulous, that that riveting no no and he makes it sound so awesome and fun there's nothing that i can do the rest of my life that yeah. would be as awesome as what he just told us about yeah i know i mean that guy and by the way i've uh, i've uh, i heard i didn't actually get into it when we were talking but i heard that he's kind of uh a little under the weather mark lipinski no no joke he's he's uh he's he needs a kidney transplant if you can believe that mm. so uh we're wishing good things for him on that and also it's amazing how like super nice and upbeat and spry he is even though he's kind of you know Not feeling so hot right now. But anyway, uh, so that is the latest on the uh case of the uh of the the pet bobcat you not should, to, you should have him as like a correspondent honestly he, tells, he yeah. tells a great story linda you were saying that that was even better than it could you can even imagined it would have been that
1: was unbelievable i was gonna say maybe you should just have lipinski on to talk about the baby's movie
3: <laughs> yeah I, right i can't
1: hey, follow lipinski. hey so
3: uh, i know you haven't seen the movie but what do you think <laughs> I'm about sure he has
4: something to say.
2: well I'm we too. know he has something to say about a baby coming out of a hole yeah, yeah. well
3: what was funny was before before we well, before we started the interview. Uh, he was talking about you know he 's going to do this podcast, this quilting podcast, and I said that sounds great and he goes, "I know, but I just feel like me behind a microphone it 's terrifying i don 't feel like I, how am I going to fill the time and I was like, i think you 're going to do okay it's that <laughs> That's too awesome yeah all right so the update the update on the uh, on the, the the case of the of the the pet Bobcat, not to be confused with the, the case of the Bobcat Bobcat gold thank
4: you very much. Thank you very much
3: uh is that uh we know that the the Pomeranians are named Pandora and Karma uh, we know that the uh, gal who owns the bobcat is uh, is Asian American or of of some sort of um, uh, you know person of color, and she dresses appropriately. She seems yes. to be she's quote unquote cute. <laughs> she doesn't
2: look crazy, according yeah. to Lipinski.
3: And uh, and so we're 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 starting to really kind of uh, we're starting to to narrow it down here. The folks. bobcat
2: is not a tiny leopard.
3: No, in case you thought All it was right. one of those designer cats, a tiny leopard. That also uh, we've 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 busted that myth here. And, so and don't confuse bobcat with his brother. Pete cat. Right. Right. <laughs> really? I, I thought of it like 10 minutes ago. Oh, I've been, no. waiting, I've been oh, waiting to say no, it. no. It's really? so appropriate. No. It's brother Pete cat. Because, because I could have said Joe. You guys like Joe better? No, I just can't believe you saved that up for ten minutes. Like, it'd be one thing if you were like, it just it came out. Flirted it, but you were no, you were what you were lying in wait. You maybe like,
1: tried out a couple drafts in your head of how it was going to go. Yeah, did you? I
3: did. You ended up at. I Pete was Cat. waiting. I was waiting for the. Well, Pete was the first name that came into my head, so yeah. I just I was well, your I, gut. Yeah, I went with it. <laughs> Oh my goodness Dogs gracious! Dogs and butterflies. And yeah, cats. exactly. Take your dog and butterfly album and get the hell. <laughs> no, I kid. I joke. Uh, all right. Well, uh, so uh, keep the emails coming. If you if you make contact with this woman, we do have someone who uh, yesterday posted a comment at the website at tbtl.net who said they were going to this park where the bobcat was spotted, and they were going to. Uh, sit playing a game of rummy waiting <laughs> to see if the bobcat came through because of course the ultimate goal in all of this is to get the lady the mysterious asiatic lady from under the pier mm-hmm. to explain to us what the what regarding the bobcat so if you see the lady approach her carefully and ask her if she would be interested in being on a, uh, a podcast that's been looking for her this is looking good I'm feeling I'm feeling very yeah. hopeful about this um, going into the weekend I think it's going to be good no the bad boy of quilting, Mark Lipinski
0: might be the most delightful person I've ever heard on TBT. <laughs> don't you want to hang out with this guy? Yeah. Yes. Everything sounds like a party totally. to this guy.
2: Totally. I absolutely do. <laughs> I don't quilt, but I knit. And so I oh. felt like I had a connection with him too with that. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like Emily started following him and I think she already knew who he was and she's a crafter too. Uh, Knit, crochet all that um what what i was wondering during this interview though is i was actually hoping that mr lipinski was a homeowner because if he lives in an apartment i feel terrible for his neighbors because he was shouting
1: <laughs>
0: he's excited he's
1: excitable is what he
0: is <laughs> how'd you like to be next door to
2: that well, I can't tell. I couldn't also couldn't tell if Luke just didn't have had the volume up on his thing too high or something too. <laughs> eh,
0: he was so ex- he was so excited. I just took it for shouting. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he was very very excited. He was very happy to be there. If you mm-hmm. see his blog, like, did you go and look at his blog post on about the TV
1: tale thing? He was so excited in his blog post. I'm gonna be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. He uses oh, yeah. a lot of explanation points. Yes, exactly. I'm on his, I'm on his uh, website right now, and just in this blog post, it's not even a post. It, every third item is an exclamation point.
0: Well, I think you have to do that in order to be be reading it in his voice. True. If once you've heard the guy talk, I, I think maybe you could just add the exclamation points in right. your mind. But if. <laughs> Your only exposure is his blog, then I think the exclamation points or as Emily calls them excited marks, excited marks are yep. are very very necessary <laughs> what's the so this guy is known as the bad boy of quilting this is something that that like British newspapers like to do mm-hmm. they like to call people the bad boy of this a bad boy of that so I wasn't surprised that it it came from over there uh but uh, what I'd forgotten was the story of why he was considered the bad boy of quilting. And that was because he, his magazine got banned from Joanne Fabrics. And I went right. back and looked at the article today and, and I, I, I don't know, I may not be able to go back to Joanne Fabrics. Uh, let me just say that right now, uh, because I don't want to, first of all, uh, and second of all, this is a good excuse.
1: Because they're for censorship. Yeah. yeah. Well, you
0: I'm, I'm for First Amendment rights and my right to stay home and watch football. So instead. you can't, you can't go
1: to Joanne's and you can't go to Hobby Lobby for pretty much the same reason. So yes. now where are we going to yes. go?
0: If we can just get Michael's to put some like cool. a Nazi paraphernalia. In there, <laughs> I'll be all good. <laughs> just mom and pop yarn shops from now on. That's it.
1: Oh, God. You'll have to make your own. You're going to have to get a sheep. That's right. <laughs> Add it to the yeah, menagerie.
2: Go no, get a spinning wheel and <laughs> oh, make his own yarn.
0: <laughs> now we're creating more work. Well, at least I can set the spinning wheel in front of the TV. No, well, That's yeah,
1: right. There Emily you go. will kick you out. <laughs> Emily will kick you out for her yarn. And you know, you'll end up right. in the garage.
0: Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I'm sure I will. Uh, so the, the story itself, um, were you guys – I was trying to follow – what the action that was happening, the dogs and the bobcat somehow got under a pier on some pilings but can can one of you guys explain to me the what actually happened physically happened to the to the pets? No, well,
2: there was a picture on his on his website that sort of explained it more, but apparently the bobcat jumped over the fence, and so then the lady had to get down to get it, and she took her dogs with her instead of and then she got stuck down there and couldn't get any of them to come back up. Oh. Like the dogs <laughs> would run away and the and the bobcat was all over the place and so then she had to like basically hand the dogs up to whoever was up above and or she had to hand the dogs back up to so these little Pomeranians. Uh-huh. And then she had to get the bobcat back up, but then nobody was ready to grab the bobcat. And so well, what happened,
0: happened to the guy? There was some other guy there. Why wouldn't he grab the bobcat?
2: Well, nobody, because he wasn't it's was a her wild
0: either. animal. <laughs> he wasn't.
2: It's a wild animal, and they were scared of it.
0: <laughs> well, oh, I get that, that it's a wild animal, but she's calling it a pet, or it right. is her pet. Why is it off leash?
2: It wasn't off leash. It was on the, the leash, but it, dogs the leash are was off-leash. like. It is, Yeah, the dogs were off leash. The bobcat was still on the leash, but she was trying to hand it up with the leash and the whole thing, and they didn't want to grab a bobcat.
1: The bobcat does not want to be in this woman's life. It's right. I wouldn't
0: think so. I wouldn't think so.
1: If you look, so I just pulled up his webpage, Mark's, with the picture um, of the bobcat, and it is very much trying to pull away and run from this woman.
2: Right. (laughs)
1: But the best part, I just want to tell you guys this. He has he's Mark has put up a picture of Luke and wrote, Forget the bobcat, this is for you cougars. Here's a that's picture right. of Luke Burbank. Do you think that's oh, his real gosh. name? <laughs> yeah, I
2: looked at that yesterday. It cracked me up. <laughs> I think this is my favorite thing ever.
0: Um, oh, we have to link this. It's actually a very good picture of Luke, and it, it represents his chin like boba.
1: Yeah. yeah, right?
0: He's got a granite jaw in this thing. I think he would love to look at this picture. I think so, too. Because that was back when he was, he at the beginning of that show, he was weighing in at 180 pounds and ashamed of it.
1: Right. That's Right. He talked about that this week, right, where he saw the picture of him when they went to the New Hampshire primaries, and he said that at the time he thought that he looked terrible and now he wishes he could be that guy. So I bet this is even more so.
0: I read something about that somewhere, like no matter how much you hate a picture of yourself that was just taken, in five years you're going to wish that you looked...
1: That good. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That,
0: that good. young, that good.
1: Good. that good, yeah.
0: Right. So, So yeah, it's just a thing. You know, we got we to gotta accept that, that bad things are going to happen to us as we age. So I'm looking at the bobcat now. <laughs> this bobcat
1: it does not want to be not, there.
0: That does not want to be near the water. It doesn't no. want to be on a leash. It wants – I am rooting for this thing to get the I hell know. away from this lady. <laughs>
2: I just can't figure out why it hadn't eaten the Pomeranians. Both right. Yet.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm team Bobcat on this one. That lady seems we- really weird. Yeah. Um, I wish he had gotten a picture of the woman.
0: What I need to know from you guys, and if if you can't give me an answer, maybe the the LRB fans can. Um, did they ever talk to this lady?
1: No. I don't think so. They, had another, they never
2: got her. I don't think so. they had another ten because I was following this. This was like my. This was another one of those stories that just really got me hooked into being a ten, <laughs> and because it was just such a crazy non sequitur, like this crazy woman, like and then this like quilting guy. <laughs> but no, there was a ten that finally did actually track her down and find her in Olympia, and he took a picture with him and the bobcat and the lady. And so they do actually have a picture of the lady somewhere on the TV, or you know, on the or they did on the old um, TVTL site. I don't know if they still if they moved it over to Infinite Guest or not, but the pictures. So
0: more or less solved, but right. not, not to the satisfactory end of them getting her on the show because at that point right. when they were talking to Mark, they really wanted to have
2: yes, it. yes, but no, they but the, I guess the ten had like whoever it was had taken the picture, and then they were able to ask for some questions about what, and that was kind of the end of it. I think they yeah. found her at the courthouse again
1: or something. like. <laughs> <laughs> does she, the court does something. she work yeah. at the courthouse? I need to know. <laughs> we need to I open this I, mystery back up. It's a cool, I'm, I'm, I'm sure might. it's a cold case now, but.
0: I mean, Olympia is a very liberal town, but I doubt that they have take your Bobcat to work. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So you guys, what is what is the weirdest animal that you've seen like that, that someone has as a pet?
3: Hmm.
0: Out in public, I would have to say it was a python. <laughs> but in private, I'd say like tarantulas are, are weirder.
2: Yeah, I worked with a guy that had a ta- tarantula as a pet, but he didn't keep it in an aquarium. He just let it roam his house, and he like ha- he said, like oh, every gosh. night he would have to like make sure that it wasn't in his bed somewhere before he went to bed. But <laughs> he oh, he just let God. it roam otherwise. <laughs>
0: like like I almost stepped on the bunny. Imagine stepping on a tarantula. That yeah. you know
2: uh, the crunch.
1: Oh, oh
2: God! Oh. <laughs> I mean, we see, we're in Arizona, so we see them all the time, but yeah. Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah, I was driving, I was driving um, down a pretty steep hill for Austin. We don't have a lot of steep hills. I was driving down a pretty steep hill a couple years ago, and too late to do anything about it. I saw a tarantula walking across, just huge tarantula walking across the road. I managed to get it between my wheels. Uh huh. I would have felt so terrible. Yeah, I know it's, I know they're, you know. I don't know. I should probably hate spiders more than I do, but I try to. I try to save them. I would yeah. feel pretty bad if I killed a, a spider because they they are terrifying looking, but it's it's majestic in a way. How big and like beautiful they are.
2: I and agree. I've tarantulas- never
0: seen one in the wild, and it was crazy. It looked great.
2: Yeah, tarantulas don't bother me nearly as much as the wolf spiders because those things carry their babies on their back, and so if you try to get rid of them, the babies just <laughs> scatter everywhere. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, no, so where did you see? Where did you say you wolf- live? Because I never want to go there.
2: In Phoenix.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <Noted. laughs>
2: I, I, this was in Tucson, the, the wolf with the wolf spider. But yeah, mm-hmm. Phoenix. We don't have quite so many in the city, but in Tucson, there's a lot more desert areas, and we definitely have a lot more interesting wildlife, like the rattlesnakes snakes plural, on our front porch.
0: <laughs> well, um, I don't have anything more on the clip unless you guys do. Yeah. Uh, I do want to um, – before we uh, tell people how to get involved, I did say that there are some things that we must discuss before we, we get out of here. The first, I guess, um, will be because – I said, like I said, I'm not going to be on the recap this week. So I'm not going to get a chance to talk about Luke and his comments about the Pope and religion, mm-hmm. uh, this week. He's had pretty much two days of going over the same territory with Andrew about, he originally said that, um, I don't want to misquote him, but people who are religious are dumb. It, mm-hmm. Is that how you guys heard it?
2: That was the first day, yes. And then by the end of the second day he backed off of smidgen. <laughs> well,
0: I'm I'm glad that we have you on this week, Julie, because uh Christi- I'm completely a religious. I, I do not care. I'm not I wouldn't call myself an agnostic, an atheist, or part of any religion. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. You do whatever you want. It's fine. Uh Christy, you you're not You've never really been affiliated. Yeah, you're about the same. So, Julie, you are a Lutheran practicing, correct? Yes. And uh, practicing enough to see dogs poop in your church. That's right. I know you've been there recently. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's been so much reaction in the Stens page. Some people have been very uh, reasoned, and some people have been very flip about it. of course, I'm always guilty of being flip about. Of course, I'm going to post a picture of the Pope a <laughs> captioning contest and how yeah. I, do, I do the disrespectful things that I do. But yeah. what what was your reaction to, first, hearing it, hearing what Luke said on day one, and then, second, your reaction to the Sten's reaction?
2: Well, you know, I actually saw the Sten's page first before I heard the thing, you know, like somebody had already reacted by the time I got to listen to it. Cause I usually don't listen until the next day. Um, mm-hmm. and so I was like, Oh, so I kind of had a warning, but then I was like, well, you know, like Luke is usually pretty measured. So I'm like, what could he have possibly said that it was so awful? And then, but I have to admit when I did actually listen to it, I did feel a little bit sad. I mean, I just, um, I didn't feel like, I felt like, I mean, like somebody said, like, maybe he was just under stress from the house. And so he just was saying things, you know, a little bit more forcefully than he normally would have. And I think Andrew was pretty shocked at how he said it and the tone that he used and everything. But, um, you know, what he said, I mean, I try really hard to like take people from their background that they have. And, you know, I mean, it's felt like you know, Lutherans aren't really known for like going around trying to convert people. They're just like, well, this is who we are and we'll show you grace and we'll love you. Whether you, you know, if you've come in the door or, you know, and we'll just try to be nice to you and be, be, you know, and not try to force things down your throat, but we will talk to you if you ask. Um, and um, I think that, you know, for Luke to just base it, I mean, the first day I was really like, really? He did. He really just say that everybody that's a Christian is dumb. <laughs> um and you know, but then I also thought, well, you know, I guess if you come from a borderline cult background, I think it would be hurtful, and probably was pretty hurtful, and I think he had a lot of hurtful things happen in his background that made it so that he doesn't necessarily take religion seriously so so and then, what
0: was your reaction to the stens did Did you see any bad behavior there, anything you wanted to? to correct I mean what 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 do you want to say on the record about it
2: um I, I guess I I guess I thought that the most of the discussion was pretty well reasoned I mean there were a few people that were a little bit um acerbic but about it you know both and I think in both directions I mean I I don't feel like we have a lot of like really fundamentalist evangelical people left in the stands anyway' yeah. in the tent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but um, I, you know, I think that a lot of people were saying, well, I don't really believe this, but I, you know, Luke's tone was, you know, and I might agree with Luke, like Andrew said, but, you know, but I'm also um, really not, I just, um, you know, but I also don't, I think Luke's tone was off, you know, (laughs) like, it it was pretty forceful. I mean, because I think usually they do bend over backwards to at least be respectful. And I, Luke's tone felt disrespectful, and I, you know, mm-hmm. and I felt like there were a couple of people on the Stens page that maybe piggybacked on that, well, well, no, it wasn't dis- disrespectful at all, um, but, you know, I mean, but it's one of those things where I don't feel like I'm, like, mad at Luke, or I don't think that mm-hmm. he, like, I mean, he maybe cr- crossed the line just a smidgen, but I think he was honest about what he was feeling and thinking about, so... <laughs>
0: Well, I I really zeroed in. I tried to zero in on the part that I really did agree with and that was um the the religions the belief systems where that don't allow for any other truth for Right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Though that stuff drives me nuts. And, Which is the way he
1: was raised. It, right, exactly. Right, and I right.
2: and exactly. And that's the problem. I mean, and I wasn't raised that way. I really came right. I mean, like my You know, I mean, like I said, Lutherans are pretty mainstream and they're really not fundamentalist and they're not generally, you know, they're not literal interpreters of the Bible. And so, um, but what's weird is that Catholics aren't really literal either in a lot of places. And so that was also kind of strange.
0: Yeah. Most (laughs) of my um, religious exposure has been to Catholicism because I did go to Catholic high school for my senior year and I married my first marriage was to a practicing Catholic who went to went to mass several times a week. He went to confession and all that. And, and so I've been in the Catholic church a lot more than I've been in any other church. And I have to say, um, nice people, no complaints. And, uh, I was chatting with Kevin farewell who's been on this show last night and he's very nice, intelligent, guy very reasonable guy and even he was a little bit put off and hurt by luke's tone
2: yeah
0: Um, and he's a guy who can take a joke you know Mm -hmm. we kill each other yeah so yeah uh, so yeah i I think i think i don't know if he'd want to take it back but um i think he might be a little more careful in the future
2: Yeah, I mean, I I have to say, though, I mean, like somebody brought this up, Andrew was so eloquent and so just really brought the discussion back to, you know, (laughs) I think Andrew was uncomfortable with what Luke said. And, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's an atheist. And so it was Mm kind of like, I mean, I just have to say, like, I just, it made me love him more than I already did before. So (laughs) the way that he really handled it yesterday. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, Andrew's come up, come out of this uh, smelling like a rose, and, and yeah. it would have been really easy for him to pile on too, because I think right. he he thinks less of the Lord than than Luke does, but he does think more about people than almost anybody and their feelings. You know, <laughs> he thinks more about other people than than most people. So, right. um, I didn't have anything else on that. Christy, did you have anything?
1: Um, no, I mean. Probably during the recap show, I'll get into it a little bit more. Okay. I just, yeah, you, that, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, I think that what started him off was that they were talking about how someone wrote an article that said the Pope was better than politicians. And that kind of yeah. got him upset because it's just this person right. that's decided behind closed doors and then all of a sudden is put up to a point that. Is sort of worshipped, and where he's coming from, his version of Christianity. They do not view Catholics as Christians, and right. which infuriates me because I've been told this that I the because I was I was baptized and and um was Catholic for for off and on for a little bit, and I was told, oh well, Catholics aren't really Christian. They were literally the first Christians, so I'm not going to argue about that, but. Um, so he comes from a place of Catholics aren't Christian and then looking on the outside and not understanding um, how important the Pope is, but also how he isn't God. And right. and people on the outside of, of Catholicism think that Catholics think he's God. And that's not, that's not the case. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I understand where he's come from. He was a little, what is the word, terse about it. And he got himself worked up and I, I understand where he's coming from of, um, Hey, these people. So the way he was raised and a lot of Christians believe if you don't believe like them, you're going to this fiery pits of hell and everything is terrible for the rest of eternity. And if you, and everything you say and believe is wrong, if you don't, fall in line with what they believe so him coming from that place and saying hey you guys think that I'm terrible and that my the eternity for me is going to be hell and fire and everything bad and I think that train of thought is stupid and so maybe he didn't didn't need to say Christians as a whole are stupid but that belief seems now I'm gonna have hate mail just seems a little cartoonish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where he yeah. was coming from. Like either you yeah, have fluffy th- clouds, I, I think- angels singing, or you have devils and and hellfire.
2: Right. And see, I guess that's where I, that's where I had the biggest problem was that he really did come off, the whole thing came, came off cartoonish. And there's so many nuances and so many differences in terms of a lot of the interpretations of the Bible. And a lot, you know, I mean, and it's like, and he even said at some point yesterday that he um, didn't really understand all the rituals in the Catholic church. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, and it's like, but they're not as um, mystical as he was making them out to be. And I think that's another, you know, and I think that was part of the problem too is, and, you know, coming from a Lutheran, (laughs) I mean, like my dad was a Lutheran pastor, but my his best friend, when I was growing up, we were in a small town, and when I was growing up, his best friend was a Catholic priest. And my mom and the Catholic priest took ballroom dancing lessons together. <laughs> so the Lutheran's pastor's wife and the Catholic priest are taking. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and so, you know, I kind of come from it as, you know, like I, and my best, it i I do you know I think Lutherans really do think that we came from Catholicism, but you know I mean we don't have a pope, but we don't have that kind of thing and but I don't even think Catholics think that the Pope is like God or
0: right um, well, you have garrison Keeler, so you don't need a pope
2: that's true exactly <laughs> right we do we do have garrison Keeler, and we have the Holy city well, it depends on which denomination you are as to which holy city you claim so <laughs> of Lutheranism so <laughs> Well, That's a whole um, other story. <laughs> Christy,
0: I, I didn't want to burn the topic for you guys on the recap, but I thought that uh, because I'm pretty sure Meredith is not a regular churchgoer, mm-hmm. and I know Bobby isn't, mm-hmm. and I know you aren't, um, and we were going to have Julian tonight.
1: Bobby is Catholic. Oh, yeah, he was light. an altar boy. Yeah, he yes. was a Episcopalian, brought up that way, so he can speak on it a little bit more than...
0: That's I true. Can. He was he was brought yeah. up brought up quite quite religious. So yeah, I guess he 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 will have a, a hot take for you guys <laughs> on Monday. But but I, I wanted to have on someone who legitimately still goes to church um, for a reaction tonight, yeah. and and I appreciate that, Julie.
2: You're
0: welcome. <laughs> um, the archiving project, mm-hmm. Christy. What do you have for us? Who are we calling out?
1: We're calling out for um. For star of the week, we have Dawn Hafner, who was already on my list to, to give props to, and then I met her in person, so that was even better. Um, she was she's, in Chicago. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. She she uh drove or flew in for the meetup. We had a lot of people: Iowa, Michigan, people from wow. all over came to that. It was great. That's so cool. Yeah. So oh. she's done great. I believe she's on her third week assigned, and then. Um, for Shame of the Week, we have one Barb, World Bar, Barb Aerosmith. And what I have to okay. say to her is a little bit less commenting on things in Facebook and a little bit more archiving. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to uh, listen and take notes when you're talking all the right. time. That's a problem that's for Barb. For Barb, I love you to death. We've been friends for 30 plus years. You're one of my favorite people in the world, but get on that archiving, girl. Yes. Get on it. All
1: right. If you archive um, and buy and and buy stickers, it'll make Mike feel better.
0: It'll make me feel a lot better. I actually, Christy has done a lot of work on the archiving project. The stickers are all me, though. I designed them. I, <laughs> right.
1: I He hand drew them.
0: I, <laughs> I did. I drew them. I. St- I, I did them freehand and then I oh it's a whole process, but nonetheless, buy the stickers. That would really help me out. And uh speaking speaking of helping me out, um thank you to everyone who has reached out to uh get my address to send Emily some care packages. Uh I think right now it's going on fifteen or so. Wow uh people that are, are going to send things, people are making things, people are sending their favorite snacks from different parts of the country. Don't worry about what you're sending because even if she's picky about whatever it is, I'm a pretty good backup yeah. uh for
1: Except for, for don't you want to say stuff. no chocolate for now?
0: Yeah, probably no chocolate month. for now. <laughs> it's uh still in the mid to upper 90s in Texas, so um a few weeks, wait a few weeks on the chocolate stuff, unless you are able to send it in some refrigerated package. We had some friends who sent, they sent some chocolate bars and there was like a piece of blue ice inside of padding. I mean, there, there's a way they can do it, but it sounds expensive. So just uh, leave <laughs> off the chocolate for now. Um the update is that she's going to have her surgery in a couple of days here. And uh so I'm probably gonna be missing on this show for a couple of weeks, but I'll be checking in on the LRB page and the stents page, and I will have um updates uh for y'all. Um I think that's all I have tonight. Uh, Julie Hazi, you've been a delight. Thank you for doing this show. It was kinda of short notice because I did kind of take over for Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um in a in a little pinch here, but thanks for being flexible.
2: Well, it was really fun. I really, I'm glad I I'm glad I got chosen. <laughs> yeah. No, um, so to have you on.
0: if you want to get chosen, go to the website littlevertbandwagon.com Fill out the form. We talked about that already. Facebook. Uh, you can go to the Stens page, but our page is better curated, and you'll have more fun over there. <laughs> Personal Twitters. I'm at Drew McFrizz Christy is at Kissy Eyes K I S S I E Y E S. Pape are at RL Pape. At dadstronaut is Jeremy, and then at Meredith underscore Mahan is our uh, other member of the crew. And, um, Julie, do you, uh, want people to get in touch with you on social media or are you, does your shyness apply there?
2: Um, no, you can, I'm on, I'm just on Facebook. I'm actually not on Twitter, but, um, they can, it's just, uh, I'm on the Sten's page and, so that's probably the easiest way to find me is.
0: And if you like friend being request. friends with strangers as much as Meredith does, yeah. um, reach out. Reach out. Yeah, so, yeah. Send me
2: a friend request. I'm. I, I have a lot of friends that are friends that I've never met. And I actually never met one single ten in person. <laughs> oh really? No, because there's there's like three of us in
1: Phoenix. So. I would visit you, but you said the thing about the spider. So the wolf well, there,
2: spiders. You,
1: yeah. you could you could come you could come to Phoenix. You won't, I have never
2: seen a wolf spider in my house here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: funny story about uh, friending people. I think it was yesterday. I you know we get requests to join the Stens group all the time and. Mm-hmm. If it's not a name I've ever heard before, I click on their name to look at their page to see if they're tr- gonna try to sell me sneakers or flat brim <laughs> baseball hats. So I clicked on this uh I can't remember her name now, but I I confirmed she was real. She's like member of three or four groups and she's clearly following the show and all that. So I just I clicked friend request sent instead of going back to the Stens page and just approving her. <laughs> so it looked super <laughs> creepy. <laughs>
1: Is that the excuse so you were using? I sent
0: her a message. That says, this friend request, you can accept it if you want, but it's this is what happened. And she was like, "It's cool, bro." <laughs> but I can't remember your name. But thank you if you listen to LRV. Thank you for helping me save face. Um, I do enough creepy things, people. I do so many creepy things. So what I get was really the- embarrassed.
1: So what was the reason that you were liking all of her pictures? At hey, two in the morning.
0: I, went, I, went back four years. I didn't go all the way back to the seven years that she's been on Facebook. So let's not get carried away with the creep. Talk. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's all I have tonight. Uh, Christy, you can uh, take us out, and I think Julie, you know what to do, right?
1: Um wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our thing and then at the end pause and say nailed it. Oh, Okay. That's right.
0: Okay. You got to get on the montage, Julie. You gotta, I mean,
4: yeah.
0: there's going to be a spark. So whatever you got to do, make it make it work for yeah. you.
1: <laughs> make it your own. All right. Until next time, this is the next party.
0: Welcome back, Cam, and I
2: love you, Jen.
3: Nail it.